0: In yesterday's episode, I answered a question from someone on Facebook that was asking how um, I handle uh, motivation when things seem like they're getting kind of tough or maybe we're running into difficulties. And um, so I thought it'd be kind of fun to follow up that episode with a few of my favorite motivational speakers and a few of the quotes and maybe a little discussion about what their quotes mean. I hope you're ready because we're starting now. your life away waiting for friday do you dread sunday nights and monday mornings my wife and i have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family i quit my cubicle job to live the life i wanted to experience freedom and we want to help you do the same we're chris and laura welcome to fearless together i'm going to start off with uh, td jakes who's someone i suggested in the previous episode um, and I picked out three quotes uh, from each person that I really liked. So we're going to start with TD Jakes. And, uh, this one quote that I have here is too many people want the appearance of winning rather than the practice and hard work that creates a true champion. And, uh, people know this in various different ways, but the shortest version I've ever heard of this kind of quote is take it till you make it, you know, and, um, there was another guy, uh, his name escapes me at the moment, but I really like the way he framed it. Like people fall in love with the, um, with the result, not the process. It might've been, um, uh, a book that I read, uh, the subtle art of not giving, uh, et But anyways, um, the, uh, the idea that people love the idea of being so a celebrity or being a rock star or being a big corporate tycoon or being a CEO. And, um, but they don't, they don't like the process of getting to that point. And, and that's where that's where you kind of delineate success from just kind of talking about it, you know, separating words from actions. So I really liked that quote and I thought it was pretty insightful. Um, the next one I have from him is share your dreams with people who want you to succeed. And I really like that quote because I think a lot of people, uh, they, they assume that the people that they know, like their friends or their family want them to succeed, but oftentimes it seems like people only want you to succeed as long as you're achieving their definition of success. And, um, it's really important that you only share, you know, your dreams and aspirations with people who are going to appreciate those and who are actually going to, you know, uh, encourage you or even help you to achieve those goals. Um, the moment that you're trying to achieve, um, a, a definition of success that varies from what other people might think is success in their eyes. Um, That's when you'll start running into people trying to discourage you and, you know, oh, that's a dumb idea. You'll never do it. You'll never make it. Um, And it's that's a a bad place to be (laughs) Uh Next, we've got when you leave the familiar and enter the unknown, your fear becomes refined by experience and hammered into tools of survival on the anvil of anxiety. Now, I'm not usually someone who likes uh, really flowery, poetic language, um, but I really appreciate the heart of what he's saying here. And it reminds me so much of what I went through, you know, I think it was like four years ago, you know, where I thought my biggest fear was um, was losing my job at Big Bank, you know. And and then I ended up in a hospital bed, not sure if I was going to actually meet my third son that my wife was pregnant with. And I realized that that was such a silly fear to have. And that was me journeying from the familiar. I was in my familiar world. I'd get up, I'd go to my job I'd you know, I'd sit in traffic. Then I'd go to my job. I'd sit at my job for a while, come back home after going through traffic and repeat that process Monday through Friday and wait for the weekend. Um, I left that familiar territory and entered the unknown, the, the territory I never thought I'd be facing when I was 29 years old thinking, wow. I may not be able to meet one of my children. And so that fear, uh, of that, that job loss, uh, it got refined, um, by the experience that I was going through and it was reformed and I no longer had that fear. And that, I mean, that's literally why my business is called fearless, uh, for anyone who, who's wondering, um, because I lost my fear. My, my greatest fear was, uh, losing a job. And then I realized my biggest fear probably should have been dying. And then at that point, it's like, well, what other things are there really to fear? So, um, next up, we've got Les Brown and uh, the three quotes that I have from him are, uh, too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears. And I really like that quote because, um, a lot of people they don't actually pursue their dreams because all they think about is what the worst case scenario is and they're afraid of that worst case scenario so for them it's better for them to uh just kind of keep doing what they're doing even if they don't love it even if they don't enjoy it even if it's you know, they, honestly they kind of hate it it's familiar to them and they don't want to experience the change or the the difference that might come. They might, they don't want to experience even slight failure. So it's easier to just keep doing what they're doing. And um, there, this isn't on the list, but there was a Les Brown um, uh, speech that I was listening to. And he said that um, he would routinely have, you know, 60 and 70 year old women coming up to him. And all they would do is just talk about all the regrets that they had. And he, he just was, amazed that, and saddened that there were so many people walking this planet that didn't pursue their dreams and that they didn't get to achieve their goals. And it was all because of fear. On um, next from Les Brown, we've got, you must be willing to do things today others won't do in order to have the things tomorrow others won't have. And... There was another quote. It was from Dave Ramsey. I don't know who said it first. The ideas are very similar and and maybe other people have said very similar quotes before these guys, but this is the first time that I've heard these. I may have heard a quote from Dave Ramsey before Les Brown. Um, and he has it more succinctly. He says, live like no other so that one day you can live like no other. And, um, so Les Brown's version is you must be willing to do things today. Others won't do in order to have the things tomorrow. Others won't have. And, um, One of the things that you know, Laura and I will kind of joke about a little bit is how lucky we are to have this business. And don't get me wrong. We feel very fortunate. We feel very blessed that we've got this business, but when it's characterized as luck, it makes it sound like it was random. Like someone rolled a set of dice and we ended up with this amazing business. And it's like, no, it was 10 years, 10, 10 plus years of me and my wife, after I got home from work, working on this business you know, I gave up all of the things that I did in my spare time, which was mostly video games in my early twenties, but I gave that up so that I could do this now. And yeah, it looks like luck. You know, when I left big bank, I'm sure a lot of the people at the bank were like, wow, he's lucky that he gets to leave this. You know, he doesn't have to sit in traffic all day long and, you know, and come in and sit at a cubicle and get yelled at by customers and bosses and stuff. And, um, you know, it's not luck. You know, I was willing to do the things other people weren't willing to do in order to have what we've got today. And I know, um, a lot of people that they wanted to, they, they would talk about leaving the, the cubicle job and getting out of the corporate world. Um, but when they went home, they just, you know, they played video games or, you know, they did whatever they want to do. And that's fine if that's your thing. Um, but your actions are going to speak louder than your words. Ultimately. Um, next up we've got, Um, people inspire you or they drain you, pick them wisely. And you'll see this thread through a lot of motivational speakers, but they, they heavily focus on, they focus on your internal, but they also focus on your external and the people that you surround yourself with affect your mindset and your worldview. And so if you surround yourself with people who drain you, you're going to feel drained. You're going to, you know, you might have the second thoughts You're You might question your ability to do things. Um, when you've got that just constant negativity pecking at you. And so a lot of these motivational speakers encourage you to like try to distance yourself from those kinds of people and get yourself around people who, who will inspire and encourage you. Um, And that's honestly, when you think about it, it's just a healthy environment to be in. Like, why wouldn't you want to be around people who inspire you rather than people who are constantly discouraging you? Next up, we've got Robert Kiyosaki. If you've failed, that means you're doing something. If you're doing something, then you have a chance. And I really like this one because, um, a lot of people, like, again, going back to one of the other speakers, they, they don't do anything because they're so frozen by fear. And what this quote is really getting at is like, if you failed, which is one of the things that people fear most because our educational system punishes failure. So we grow up thinking, wow, failure is bad. We shouldn't do that. And really failure is really, it's not, it's not really a state it's an, it's a a result. And it just tells you that this wasn't the right path or that something was done wrong. That doesn't mean, you know, that's the end you're done, you know? So if you failed, it means you were trying to do something when you live a life where you experience no failure, it's probably because you're not doing anything. And if you're doing something, so if you fail, that means you were doing something. And if you were doing something, that means you had a chance, right? If you've got a a quarter in your hand and you flip it in the air, you have a chance of getting heads or a chance of getting tails. But if you never flip that coin, you don't have a chance of getting either. And that's, I think what the quote's really trying to say is like, if you don't take a shot, if you don't go after something, then you're not going to have any chance to succeed And a lot of people stay in that constant state of just doing what we were taught to do and doing what we feel like we only can do and what we have to do. And the moment you break out from that, you give yourself a chance to succeed at whatever it is you want to do. Um, next up we've got, it's easier to stand on the sidelines, criticize and say why you shouldn't do something. The sidelines are crowded. And this is, this is kind of an amalgamation of uh, a lot of the uh, quotes that you see on here, but. It's easy to criticize it's easy for someone to sit there and be like no nah, it's never going to work you'll never see you know, you're never going to succeed that that idea is not a good idea you won't make it <clears throat> because it doesn't cost anything right when you're actually out there doing something that costs something it costs your time it costs your money It costs your effort it costs your uh your name and you know you're going to have critics and um and when it says the sidelines are crowded it means that the sidelines are full of people who are completely frozen by fear and unwilling to put themselves um, outside of their comfort zone. So they'd rather sit on the sidelines and criticize everyone who is out there trying to do stuff and they want to point out your failures. They're great at cataloging all of your failures. You know what? I don't care if you could fill a phone book with my failures as long as I've got a few of my successes because I'll tell you something. I've got more failures than I've got successes but my successes have allowed me to leave the job in the corporate world. My failures they, they, nothing to do with it. You know, they maybe I learned some great things from it but my failures didn't hold me back. They just, they're, they're part of my history. That's it. That's all they do. Failures really don't mean much of anything after you've had some successes. Next up, 10% of borrowers in the world use debt to get richer. 90% use debt to get poorer. Now this is pretty, a pretty drastic deviation from all the other quotes on my list. Robert Kiyosaki does a lot in the personal finance realm. And that's kind of an area that I've, I've been steeped in for a long time. But it's a, it's an interesting look. I've always been very anti-debt and I still for the most part am, but I've been more open to the idea of debt for business purposes and things like that. And, um, it uh, largely is because of Robert Kiyosaki and, you know, I've seen a lot of people get ruined by debt and, um, it's, it's just kind of a, an interesting, what I like about these types of motivational speakers is they can challenge your preconceived notions and help you to understand that. Yeah, not everything is black and white. There's a lot of gray. It's not as simple as dead is bad or dead is good. There's a lot in between. And um, so another reason why I really like reading and listening to motivational speakers is they help you to kind of learn new things and help get you out of your comfort zone and change your mindset so that you can understand and maybe apply that knowledge in your own business. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this. It was T.D. Jakes, Les Brown, Robert Kiyosaki. Hopefully this episode gave you something uh, to think about and something to motivate you. So take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.